Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Textually Active, your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez and I got Measy with me. I'm a love. Uh, e is on the boards. And we are joined today, if you're watching this on YouTube, by America B Styles Me. Give it up for her, y'all. Thank you. Welcome, America. It's so good to have you on this episode. Um, I I tell you guys all the time, I meet friends on the internet and I'm, I'm damn good at it. So whenever we have a guest, Nine times out of ten, if it's not our, our lifelong friend, uh, we met this person on the internet. Riz met this person. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't meet these. I they they see the podcast and then follow me, and then I'm like, oh, well, they follow the podcast, so let me just follow them back. But these be Riz friends. It's cool though. We like we we're all about friendship and building relationships. That's that's what we do here. Network networking, right? So, America, yeah. can you tell our audience about you and and who you are, what you do, uh, okay. how you do it? <laughs> of course. So um, let me first start starting and say, starting and say my government name is Erica. Mm-hmm. Um, my blog or brand name is America B. So I always tell people feel free to call me either one. I am a fashion stylist, blogger, content creator, and photographer here in Miami, Florida. Um, I inspire women to define their style, create their image, and build their brand through all of those things. <laughs> I think the the name for that is serial entrepreneur. That's sound, that's what the blogs are calling it. Sound like she ain't <laughs> she don't work jobs. Yeah, she you don't work jobs. You are the job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you. Thank you. So she she does it all. She uh, the style, the fashion. I think I I've seen you on Amazon putting together looks, the earrings, the accessories, and She's a Virgo, so the details, sis, listen, the details are there. Details matter. Hashtag details, details matter. They do. So how's everybody feeling today? How you guys uh, it's, making out? It's one of those days where if you make it through it to the end, you'll be like, I made it. Okay. That's what today is like. So it's it's a roughie. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm doing good. I, um... Had a good productive day at that job, and uh, I need to get to the money. Let's go. <laughs> and now I, it's time to focus on the personal life. I feel like I, I start like the whole quarantine, not having to report anywhere, really had me feeling like some type of way, like I was in a funk. But having a, a schedule, like knowing that I have to be to work on these days, it kind of really helps me focus on everything else because I don't have time to play around. I have to prioritize the things mm-hmm. that I have to do. So, I mean, it, it's good. I, I like having something to do. Can't relate. <laughs> Always Can't busy. Relate. Right. How you feeling, Erica? You make so much. I'm money. feeling good. What did you <laughs> say? He said, I'm making some money. She's making some money. <laughs> Not the chain. <laughs> I'm feeling good today. Um, Definitely woke up on the right side of the bed. One of the better days this week. So I'm happy to share that 
good energy of positive vibes with you guys. I'm taking it. Like We're it. so excited to have you on the show. I've been watching you for a long time. I feel like I've been following you for about two years. And I was telling you before we started recording that, you know, everybody is jumping into not everybody. It's not one of those things where everybody's doing it, but a lot of people look from the outside in of what it's like to be an influencer and they don't really get the low down scoop about what it really takes. Um, I would even argue to say that some people think that you just, it's as simple as taking a selfie and putting it up or no thought behind it. You just be yourself and you, and you do it, but they don't really get the the behind the scenes of what it takes to be an influencer in this digital age. A lot of people strive for that because it looks like an easy ticket, just jump in and do it. And then all of a sudden you have brands knocking at your door, people wanting to partner with you and all this other stuff. But I wanted to bring you on because you're somebody that I follow who is consistent who has a clean page, who works with brands, and and you do the damn thing. You do it. So um, I brought America on to talk about the influencer lifestyle, especially here in the digital age where it's so competitive with so many people wanting to jump into this lane. Um, so uh, how, did you, how did you get here? What's your story? Um, I started in retail. I okay. think the first thing that really... Uh, got me excited about fashion was working in an accessory store. I don't know if you know the the store Claire's or Icing. That oh, we know Claire's. <laughs> we know Claire's. <laughs> you know, Claire's is the plug. Yeah, so I started there. And what happened was um, my manager called me on one of my days off. She was like, there's this lady looking for you. And she's like, you always help her match her jewelry um, with her clothes. And she asked for you. And I'm like, what? So back then there was no thing, no such thing as fashion styling. And, um, she literally was just like, this is like not the first person. And I'm like, you're kidding. So she's like, no. So I started researching what a stylist was and that's kind of what got me into the whole scene of just being in the fashion world. So I went to, I went to, um, Fashion Week in Miami. I was a volunteer. I started interning with boutiques, and that led me to get on the gram. Once I was okay. on Instagram, I was like, "Oh, this blogging is fun. This influencing is fun. Maybe I really can make a career out of it." From there, I started taking pictures of friends and family and whatnot, and started doing photography. Bought a real camera. The first camera I had was purchased for me by my best friends. Second camera I purchased. Shout out to friends that support you, man. Yes. I, I, I boohoo cried. I ugly cried. Um, that was a birthday gift one year. <laughs> and from there, photography just came another hustle. Became another hustle. So, so quick question. This is what this mm-hmm. is what I what I got from the story. You start. You was on Instagram when it started. I was. Me and too. I feel like I'm not <laughs> yes. We were just out to um, last Friday. We went out and we were all hanging out and we were talking about the picture. Measy says this all the time that looks like it was put in the oven with the Sophia filter. Like we were yes. tearing them filters up back then. Yeah, I think um, that's back when Instagram was brown and it actually looked like a camera. You could, I think, could you even like back then? Yeah, you could like, but it was one of those mm-hmm. things where uh, I just was. It was just pictures, it was right? Just pictures, like it, you would take anything that you thought was a good picture and put a 
now is just like brand, brand, brand. Right. It is brand, brand, brand. And I, I don't I think there is a huge piece of marketing that comes into that when you are a brand, you have to think of it like a business like you. You have to have a accountant. You have to have somebody who's the talent. You have to be able to market yourself. And then you also have to like have some type of communication with the outside. So do you handle all of that yourself? Everything. So <laughs> one stop shop, baby. One woman show. That's the that's the thing, because you say that you take pictures and then you are most times the person outside of your friend that you're taking pictures of. Um, did you get any formal training in marketing? None. I would say it was informal, um, just because with retail, direct sales, ambassadorships, stuff like that, that all kind of trained me. Um, and it was nothing where I went and got a marketing degree or, you know, a business degree. Um, but I am a, I have like a thirst for knowledge. So I will research anything and a lot of Googling, a lot of library visits, a lot of books, um, a lot of purchases on Amazon. Those have really helped me kind of gain traction in learning and also mistakes. Everybody's always like, oh my God, I make a mistake as a Virgo. (laughs) That's something we hate to do. Still thinking I, about a mistake I made last year, man. <laughs> see, but it's like when you really think about those mistakes, you're like, I know I'm not going to make it again. It comes, it helps. It plays a big part in it. So, yeah. So <laughs> as somebody who's listening and they're trying to figure out what exactly it means to market yourself, what, what does that look like for you? Um, um, marketing yourself and getting new followers because that's the main thing. Everybody always pays attention to the number that's on the profile. Like, how many followers does this person have before they even look into following you? Yeah, for me, it's not about numbers. Um, when you kind of look at the business side and the analytics, that means a lot to businesses and brands, and I get that. But you got to really think about the content, the story you're telling. And just what you have to offer. Um, I always say everything you do is a part of your brand. For example, this hat <laughs> has all my brand colors and I love pizza. So if someone is watching this on YouTube and they see it, eventually if they do follow me, they're going to correlate the pizza and the brand colors with the red and the yellow. Once they see it on my feed, because I'm going to post pizza or leopard pretty soon. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how you market your brand. Oh, brand, someone said. As I wear the new lovely textually active hat here mm-hmm. today. See, see, see what I see, I was on it. I knew we was gonna get into this bag. So I was like, let me let me be here for this. Your brand always has to be there. So as somebody always. starting storytelling is a big piece. What how do you figure out what your story is and what you want to share to your audience. Like, is that one of the most important things? Like, is that where you begin? Like, I want to know, like, where, when you start a project, where mm-hmm. do you start and what is the most important part of this project that we set out to show? The most important part is the truth. Mm. <laughs> mm. I like that. There's no sugar coating because once you sugar coat, you kind of put a cover or a filter over what you're trying to present to your audience. Don't put your story your com- in the oven, y'all. Don't do it. Your community will will seek you out and find you and tell you you're a bold face lie. 
Period. All cap. Like, period. All cap. Um, and then people can really tell, like, you can look at your caption, your hashtag, your picture, and if it doesn't match, it's like, okay, I didn't get that many likes on here. It's not really about the likes. It's like, what did I not do to tell the story well for people to not get what I was trying to say? Okay. Um, so I think the first thing you need to start with is the truth, the truth of what is the story. Don't try to be like, oh, maybe they don't want to hear it. No, if you really had a shitty ass day, and that's how you were feeling and it goes with your picture that you're posting, let people know. Cause nine times out of 10, 50% of those people had the same day that you did and they can relate. So exactly. Yeah. That's, so, that's where you start. Knowing your audience, knowing what they want to see. Um, but also sharing your story yeah, because I think truth. a lot of people yeah. get it mixed up thinking that everybody is their audience, but that's not necessarily true. You no. have to find who you're speaking to when you're doing this. A lot of times I'll be like trying to figure out, cause a lot of the times the picture, obviously the picture is always the first thing that gets you. But right. a lot of times when you like go into the captions, I've like, liked something based on the caption and the picture was trash. Like the caption was really good. And it was like, Oh, this kind of fire. And I might, you know, like save it. Cause it was like, Oh, this is a good caption. And you go back to it and you can think about it more. But a lot of times the picture don't eat or the video because now everybody's got a video or a reel or something. It's like that wasn't really the part I liked. I only <laughs> like the caption. Right. Very so once true. you figure out um, which story you want to tell, um, who your audience is, how do you what do you do next? Like, how do you curate your content for those people? What does the content creation piece look like? Because you can't just post a picture of you and your significant other and just say us again you know what does the <laughs> what does the content creation piece look like when you're creating stuff for your brand um it looks like a story like literally the picture has to match the caption so like Mizi was saying how you may like the caption um more than you like a picture sometimes people will just use like Drake lyrics let's use that for an example Everybody Legend. loves Drake. I feel seen. Legend. So, so if you have a picture, and I'm going to give one of my secrets, sometimes I take a little time off the gram, and you know you need a break. And <laughs> one of my favorite go-tos is a selfie. Everybody loves a selfie, especially if it's a fire selfie. So it's like, hey, y'all, I'm back. And that's not what your caption has to say. It could be a Drake lyric. It could be something about your day it literally is just like boom here i am here's my caption i know y'all see me and that's <laughs> literally like hey i'm back and you can literally say hey i'm back i took a break i needed social media break i needed to rest relax rejuvenate and you're like boom oh then and i'll get dms people are like there you go i see you and i'll just be like what so yeah <laughs> It's good to have that type of pull on on Instagram to be able to go away. And when you come back, people miss you. I feel like I've uh, DM'd you personally like, hey, girl, what's what's good? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) My question is, how do you uh, how do you break through the algorithm? Like, I feel like now, like if I'm like on Instagram, like every day, like if I post something every day, it's like, all right, these these are going to get liked because of the consistency. Mm -hmm. But, like, if I don't post for, like, a week, two weeks, 
uh, one or two likes. The first hour is probably max 14. So, like, how is it that you can take these breaks and hit the algorithm hard? I is know what hashtags? my... Is or, it what? Is it the hashtags or what's up? What should I be Hashtags using? help. Well, hashtags right now are kind of null and void until the whole voting thing goes away. Um, mm. So that's, like, not really going to help you currently. But hashtags do help. The thing is, you have to know what your audience likes. For me, my audience likes selfies. They like... Um, fashion, they like when I post fashion, they like when I talk about content and give tips. So I know those things are either going to get liked, shared, saved, or comments. So you look at which, and, and this is coming from a business page, so a business perspective. When you look at the pictures that have the most likes, that automatically tells you this is what my audience likes the best. It could be the picture, it could be the caption, it could be the hashtags, but those three go together. And, and how be, often, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, how often should you be doing these evaluations on your page to see what's working and what's not working? It depends on how often you post. So most people, first let me say consistency is totally up to you, your schedule, and what you can handle. Some people can literally post three times a day and they're cool with it. I have too much going on to do that. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. Yes, you can schedule it, but just to be realistic, I do it in real time because that's just my preference. Um, And then when you think about your schedule, let's say I can post once a week, maybe three times a week. Let's go one to three times a week you can post. Every week you're checking your analytics saying, okay, this is the post that got the most likes. So let's say selfies got the most like sexually active, like interaction, interactive posts got the most likes and then outfit of the day got the most likes. So you mm-hmm. stick with those. I always tell people when they want to introduce something new to their audience, do it on your story. Ooh, good tip. Good tip. Yeah, Try it out time. on your story first. And then see how they react. Even do a poll. Be like, y'all like this? Nah, sis, we good. Yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> Make it fun. Because that's people, that's people be like, no, I don't have time for this. Nah, sis. You know, people really like will tell you if they're not scared to answer the poll. But you got to kind of read the audience and see what they like. Like, if they say they like seeing your food post, keep posting food. Don't stop. Right. Another way... I'm going to give you this other tip. Another way to um, get views more so than likes to see how the algorithm is playing out is to post like a video snippet. So a reel, um, it could be a video of something. Oh my gosh, the reels have been going up. (laughs) Yeah, reels, but you see how they changed it though. The reels are like the point where you, the kind of like the home button. So that where you would post, the reels are in place of that. And I just found out they have guides now. It's like, it's going to change all the time. So yes, you can stay on Instagram's ass about what they're doing, but you can also definitely build your own algorithm. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Okay. Yeah. So no matter how, I'm sorry, go ahead. I always get concerned about taking breaks 
on yeah. social media. And I don't know if it's true to just tell people because I have um, some somebody that I follow who has like a, a good following and everything. I always tell them, I don't know if it's a good idea for you to take a break if you want to continue to grow yourself and grow your brand, because I feel like you you fall off and you lose people that way. And I don't know if it's a myth that you get like if you're not posting consistently, you start getting lost in the algorithm if you're not constantly posting. You do. But one trick to cure that is your story. Once again, Mm -hmm. I take maybe one or two breaks from my one or two days of a break from my story. If that, but you can literally share something from someone else post on your story and it can literally be like, maybe two posts. So like, let's say y'all post a quote or a meme or something and I share it. And then there's a motivational quote for the day that I like. So I share that and I'm not on the gram anymore. My presence is still there. Right. So I'm still getting views. I'm still getting likes. I could even share an old post from three days ago just to make sure people saw it. And they're still going to like that post. I could post something from 2008. 2018, 2008, that no one has seen because they just started following me and they're like, oh, I like the outfit. I'm still getting engagement. I'm still getting traction. I'm still present. I'm just not on the gram. Understand, understand. I think um, right now Instagram is the popular one for people to use as an influencer because (laughs) you can show more of your lifestyle. Um, Twitter is cool. I yeah. always speak of like Twitter as the diary and then Facebook. Not, it just seems like it's for no dinosaurs. More, not no more, bro. Oh, streets, streets is different now. Speaking baby. of platforms changing. Streets is different what? now, fam. What's every, going on? Every platform right. got a story. I just learned. I just learned that Facebook has a Zoom. Like you can. There's a creator room and you can go in there and people can call into these rooms. Oh, I might go back to Facebook. That. Look, you can do a Zoom on Facebook. Uh, Twitter just started stories uh, last week. So what they now, calling it fleet fleets. Now you fleet. can post your your story like on Instagram or oh. Snapchat on your Twitter and it's at the top. What do you think scrolling. fleet means? I feel like they're trying to say tweet, but they're saying f- what's the f- uh, if I even, I'm not even going there. I I just learned <laughs> that it was uh, with the games used. So I used to do what? Uh, 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 douche, I guess. Uh, oh my gosh! That's what I learned. So Twitter didn't take time to like research that. They didn't know that a fleet was something that they used to clear their pussy. Nah, mm. Guess not. Guess not. <laughs> guess not. Wow, that's crazy. They're trying to do. Oh it. yeah, and they're, they're about to come out with a new clubhouse, so they're about to be able to have a group where you can talk to your followers on Twitter mm-hmm. in a, a audible way. So I don't know what's going on with the, like everybody is chasing each other. Like right. reels are just TikToks. Yeah. I'm I'm almost at a point where I think I gotta take a break. Yeah, I think it can always get overwhelming with social media constantly changing, and I feel like there are two groups of people. There are the people who jump right into it and try to figure it out because they know that this is going to be the next wave. Look at Instagram stories. When Instagram stories came out, we all was looking at it like, I'm not switching to Snapchat. I'm not doing that. The, what they copying off of Snapchat. Now that's all we use. Same thing with the mm-hmm. reels. Like everybody was like, what is this? I hate this. Go back to it. Now you have to, you almost have to use a reel as a brand to get yourself out there. It's convenience now. And then it's like, like Facebook wants a one stop shop. So you don't have to keep switching apps and you can stay on this one app all day. Yeah, they want to keep you on there as long as possible. Yep. 
as an influencer, how do you, what side do you pick? Do you pick the side that's like, I hate this, or are you jumping right into it? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm me personally, I'm always, I'm a hater. <laughs> I'm a hater. I'm a hate. I'm a hate. I'm a I ain't looked at. I ain't open reels one time since they got. I only watch textually active reels. I posted sometimes. too, but I didn't put them on my feed. It's just like, let me try this out, and I'm like, really? Just yeah. like TikTok. Well, I always um, encourage everyone that when something's popular, go to that app, download it, grab your name, because you never know if you're gonna have a change of heart. Make sure your name isn't taken. So on all platforms, you'll see America Be Style Me everywhere. So you know that's me, but. You got to kind of decide which one is for you. Facebook, like you guys said, is kind of prehistoric, but I heard that's where the coins are. My goal in 2021 is to be more active on Facebook and ignore my family members. I love y'all, but yeah. Facebook is where the um, coins are. I'm writing that down. <laughs> but Instagram is just stress-free and easy for me to use. It's where I know I can have the most fun. I enjoy being on the app. Twitter, it just doesn't keep my attention. Mm-hmm. I'll go on if someone shares something with me, but that's about it. So it's kind of what gives you the most, what's the most easiest to navigate through. Like you might feel like it's a struggle to post on Facebook, but Instagram is easier for you or vice versa. So go with what you know, start you getting more comfortable with the other ones, the other apps if you want to use them, but stick to kind of what, where you're comfortable grow there and then move on i've um learned like just trying i i read a book about being an influencer or trying to get my brand up there making myself a brand and i found that it can be very overwhelming just the constant anxiety that you feel behind having to have a post that is this what people want to see am i getting enough likes damn do i look all right like all that stuff can take a toll on you emotionally to the point where we have uh, middle schools, middle, I wish I could talk. Middle schoolers out here, like it's it's really taking a toll on them emotionally. They're using a uh, they using a filters now to the point where they're like, I don't even know if they they should have likes on there. Remember that was a question for well, a while. Now we ha- we're living in an age where they have they have these filters. So if I got a big nose and I don't like it, if I take the time to research it, I can make a filter <laughs> that gets rid of my big nose. Or if I feel like uh, all of these filters now that in Instagram with the the way you can go in and get the filters, it's like you can be a whole new person now. Right. And I kind of. Mm-hmm. It's scary because it's leading people to want to get surgery on those things, too. I mean, that's that's by choice. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a thing you got to get with and within. But I'm not. I feel like the Internet is a place where you can be whoever you want to. So if that's what you choose to be, then go for it. Yeah, so with all that being said, what do you what do you do or what do you suggest to protect your peace and protect your mental health? That and how critical are you about your projects? Like once you like once you go and you like set this plan and got this idea, what is it like you do to be like, all right, this is it, this is how it's supposed to look, I'm ready to post. Mentally prepare myself. Um <laughs> I do a lot of meditation, a lot of affirmations, um, a lot of devotionals. Like when I'm off the app, I try to do as many positive things I can to keep myself sane. If I feel like it's getting too much, I will log off. 
I used to be the type when I was trying to grow my brand. Um, I used to be the type to just be like, oh my God, I didn't get that many like. I'm freaking out over this post. I thought this post was good. What is wrong with this post? What did I do wrong? What did I forget? Did I miss a hashtag? Like, I would go crazy. And eventually I had to be like, sis, it's not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> like, you really put pressure on yourself for no reason. And I started doing more research instead of more, like, putting more anxious energy into what I was posting. Like, not why didn't I get this many likes? Like, what can I do to make this better to serve my audience? So kind of when you twist it that way and think of it in a more positive way, it's not so, like, it's not so much on your shoulders. And I took the research part of it instead of the anxiety <laughs> and started working on my business. I was like, okay, branding, marketing, sales, if I was selling something, and took that approach, a business approach, instead of just the like, why doesn't people, why don't people like me? Post? I'm sorry, why don't people like me? Approach, right, right. Yeah. So flipping it instead of it being something personal, but something mm-hmm. positive and what you can fix. That's that's dope. That's dope because it's hard to look at it that way, yeah. um, especially when you're comparing yourself I always look at other people and what they're doing on their podcast how what are they sharing on their podcast how can I curate my stuff to that stuff to work towards my audience and it's it's easy to fall into a space where you get blocked creativity like you I'm about to I'm about to start getting naked excuse me I'm about to start getting naked sex sales bro and then hopefully I can then get an underwear company to endorse me you know (laughs) Get some brands. I'm gonna start getting naked. All of these girls with these Fenty shoes and all these free Fenty boxes coming. I'm about to get naked. I'm about to get me a. All right, my fault. But I'm about to. <laughs> Flavors of feet. Okay, so I still got the Gmail for you if you if you're ready. It's lit, baby. You better grab that on all the social platforms before somebody else do. We said that a while ago. It's lit, baby. Somebody probably already got that that name. I'm pretty sure, and it's about to be wintertime, so the plus size man is about to be in style. Oh yeah, this y'all season. I got that. Twi- I got that twelve now. I got that twelve now, so the camera quality is legit. I'm about to be out here. It's it's up, it's up, and it's stuck. That's what the kids are saying now, right? I can't wait to post a picture and put that as a caption <laughs> with somebody yeah, that I fuck with. It's up and it's stuck. Like I can't wait. <laughs> tear it up. <laughs> but that that leads me to my next point. You said that you want to do stuff so that you can attract underwear, you can attract like footwear and stuff. How do you make yourself presentable to a brand? Like it's the tag other brands that you're wearing like cool like yeah. i be seeing people do it but i be like that it's kind of corny because it's like oh i want the people to know what i got on but also on the other side of me it's like it probably works if i keep tagging ivy park how long do you think it'll take her to say hey uh <laughs> here's your beyonce box <laughs> please, please don't wait to hear from beyonce please hear from her pr please look for her pr person not her <laughs> so tagging ivy from, park from scratch off to virgo about a fellow virgo let me find her pr person <laughs> figure this out we're getting this done to her, her, her pr people <laughs> it's me but, but yeah you want to um Make sure you do tag brands if you're considering yourself influencer, blogger, what have you. People are definitely going to ask you, oh my God, I love the top. Where'd you get it? Just mm-hmm. tag the brand. A lot of brands nowadays are active on social media, so they'll respond. 
um, I usually get DMs from brands and they'll be like, oh, I'm glad you love the product. We look forward to seeing your results. Um, that's an instant connection. Use that as leverage. Like, well, since you want to see my results, are you interested in working with me? What do you guys have as far as projects, campaigns coming up? You can literally just reach out to them because they're talking to you. Okay, um, if it's cool. a brand that doesn't reach out or doesn't speak back, you can automatically just go to them and share your post. Like, hey, love your brand. Love everything you guys have coming. Looking forward to new stuff, new products, what have you. And most brands really like are excited when people DM them, believe it or not. How do you feel about these uh these pay to play companies that'll like, you know, come into your DMs or leave the comments under there and they're like, Hey, we would like to work with you but then it's like, Hey, all right, if you spend seventy dollars with us, we'll give you this product code, then you get five, like nine people that use the code and then we'll break you off with a little bit of the sales, but we're not really sure. I consider that spam. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Yeah. When they say, DM, oh, we love your picture. It's hot. DM us. DM us to collab. No. Because if you like me, nobody. you would DM me. Facts. You know what I do? I send them an emoji. Got me fucked up. Oh, I, I drop an emoji on it to uh, boost my engagement. I'm going to comment right back. Hey, girl. <laughs> Will do. See you in the DM. I'm not DMing. <laughs> no, not. I tried. Not. Uh, I not your way out of my, out of my, um, conversation <laughs> i did it one time i dm'd them and they like sent me this note about uh yeah. you know, click the link and see what you like and we'll give you like 35 percent off i'm like i clicked the link it's like a windbreaker that don't got nothing <laughs> on it for like 125 dollars. i'm like bro i'm not buying this <laughs> the first time i got one of those messages i was so excited i was like oh my gosh finally i feel seen and then like you said you went down that rabbit hole and they're like oh buy 25 dollars worth of merch and and try it out and post a picture with you no that's not how this works i don't even know this brand nobody knows who this is so have you had um any collabs with brands yes the latest ones i did were urban skin rx i'm over here trying to think about what's on my feet um and they actually reached out to me, which was cool. I'm looking because oh, I don't remember what else I had. Oh, rituals. Bag. I love rituals. And the I had bag. used it. The good thing is that when you get um, like information from brands or get contacted by brands or you reach out to them and it's a product you really love, that's amazing. Because mm-hmm. like I already use it. I can say so much because it's effortless for me to talk about it. It's nothing that I have to try and then be like, eh, it's okay. Um, I have a brand now that I got um, connected with and it's actually like cream deodorant. It's really weird. I know it sounds weird. <laughs> it does. That's new. It does sound weird. It's real though. new, but that's one that I'm trying out before I even, you know, promote the brand, talk about it, say yay or nay. So if it's something that I don't like or something that doesn't align with what I share, for example, if just some random like fitness brand hits me up and like, Hey, we want you to talk about our cycling bike or something. And I'm like, really? Like I don't cycle. (laughs) I don't cycle. I don't soul cycle. I don't know. 
it's just not for me. A lot, so of, your, that, a lot of your thing is like truth, like be truthful with it. I can see yeah, that. Yeah. I would have to decline. I've declined a lot of opportunities. And even if they were like, this is some good money, I can't do it. Right. Because it doesn't yeah. align with your brand. And that goes right. back to creating content for your followers. If they're not into it, that you're not going to get the likes. You're not going to be able to be truthful about the product because it doesn't relate to you. You don't like it. Um, so it's just being sure that you're you're getting the right brand and, and it works right. for you. So do you yeah. find that reaching out to the brands yourself works better or should people um, wait for them to contact them? Don't wait. Um, even if you're the first one to reach out, so it works kind of both two ways. If they reach out to you, um, I kind of feel like you have the upper hand because like you guys want to work with me. So they saw something in you that interested them. It intrigued them in via your content, your personality, your brand aesthetic, what have you when you reach out to them, you're letting them know you're interested, but usually it's going to be about a product you love, um, a campaign you're really excited about that they have something of that nature. And that way you can, you're going to do a little bit more, more work to show them that you're interested, but that's where you can get creative. Right. Okay. I like it. I like that. So um, one more thing that I want to touch on, this is something that happens to me often, even with doing this podcast and um, the people around me. So I feel like they would benefit from this question. I'm about to buy some fake followers. And, <laughs> no, buy fake followers. I thought we was about to buy fake followers. I mean, well, if you if that's something you want to know, we could ask that too, and then I'll ask my question. I want to buy some. Sure. I just want to no, buy some don't fake followers. Don't do it. <laughs> you want to do it just for fun? Is it for fun? I just think it was like an aesthetic thing. Like it looked I'm good. I'm telling you, I, I do a lot of research. You right. can tell when people have fake followers. Damn, you can. Damn. What's the can. Uh, what's the telltale sign? Um. So <laughs> <laughs> I probably sound like a private investigator now, but if you go to someone's page and you see they have ten thousand followers, and you look at their first three posts on their feed, be it a video, reel, what have you, and you see like 20 likes, mm. that's a telltale sign. But let's say they got 10,000 followers and 500 likes. If they got two comments, that's a telltale sign. Mm. So then if you look at their likes, and the reason I do this is because I have brands that I do social media marketing for. Right. And they're like new businesses trying to build their brand and they, they want to buy likes. And I'm just like, don't do that. So <laughs> if you look at the likes and you scroll through and see who likes them, like the pictures, you can tell they're fake pages, bots, or just like ghost pages, just random non-existent people. Right. But I feel like face, like Instagram, Facebook has a, like this thing. Cause I remember I bought an ad one time, but I like marketed it. Like to Japan because I saw something. One of my some of my research showed that I had some followers, like some fans in Japan. So I just put it over there to see what would happen. A lot mm-hmm. of those pages came back, and a lot of them came with likes. So now I'm like, I don't know if these is real pages or did Facebook do this. I was confused. Right, that's a, that's a tricky question that's because weird. you're paying yeah. Facebook now, and you're not sure if those are real people or Facebook because Facebook got money. If they paying people, hey, yeah, uh, look, just I know you've like, seen this. Go yeah. like it. Uh, make sure to get their $5 back. 
Because <laughs> they say that pay for the pay for ad thing is one of the the most important things to do now. Yeah, paid advertising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a whole different yeah. bag. We would have to. We. I feel like whenever I hear about Facebook ads it sounds like it's a conversation that comes with a science behind it. Like you don't just go on Facebook and buy something like buy your ad space. You actually have to put a plan behind it. If that makes sense. And then the marketing mind in me kicks in and I'm like a campaign email campaign, collect emails, do this. Yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) So um, for my last question, I just wanted to know, because this happens to me a lot. I'll be doing really good. I'm killing it. Everything looks good. And then it'll come smacking me in the face like, ah, I don't know if you're really doing it like you should be doing. I, I, I think you could do better. Um, it, You might want to step it up. That that wasn't that cute, you know? The opposite for me. It wasn't. No, you keep gassing yourself up. Mine be, <laughs> mine, mine be like, yo, I think I'm more fired than niggas <laughs> is giving me credit for. I mean, like, no, this is way better than I thought. Like, it should have got the reaction that it got should have gotten better. And then it leads down. To, These niggas is hating on These me. These niggas is hating. <laughs> you talk yourself out of it. He goes the other way. Yeah, like, nah, this ain't work. This ain't get but one like on it. But it's way better than that. It's way better than likes. They don't see you in the streets. And then the crazy thing is, I feel like it's like something to do with me. Like I'm very, I might be very off putting, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna keep being me. I'm gonna keep living in my truth. That's what I learned today. Be truthful. I'm gonna keep living in my truth. I is who I is. I is <laughs> what I am. So, have you ever experienced imposter syndrome in the state of creating? I have. I have. Um, that actually happened to me yesterday because. I hadn't picked up my camera for a long time and a long time being like a few days. And I was just like, and my last post actually talked about that. I was literally in front of the computer working on proposals and campaigns and emails and stuff. And I was like, this is boring. Mm. So I was like, go get your camera, sis. So I took some pictures. It took me about an hour to kind of set up get my lighting together, take the pictures, um, upload them to my phone. And then for these, I edited them on my phone. Mm. And as soon as I looked at them, I was like, what were you doing? (laughs) This is a hot mess. And it's like, why were you, why are you questioning what you just did? Mm -hmm. And I think what helps me is just like, I went back to some old photos that I took like last week. And I'm like, these are good. And that wasn't even your best. And practice gives you more leverage in perfecting your craft. No, it's not always going to be perfect, but the more you do it, the more you work towards what you're trying to accomplish, the better you're going to get. So I I try to keep that in my head. And then I have my moments where I literally be in the mirror like, girl, you the shit. You the juice and the squeeze. You You ain't hurt. And my best friend, (laughs) her thing is because I'm a vibe. So she always says that. So I just shot her last night. Like I took her pictures last night and we were going through them and she was like, because we a vibe, because I'm a vibe, period. Yes. Sometimes (laughs) you do got to gas yourself up. Exactly. You really just got to talk to yourself like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. And I am who I am. And you remind yourself that you have you know, a gift 
and you take that gift and run with it. And if it's more than one thing that you're good at, do it. Do what you're good at. Focus on that. And then in the background, work on what you're not so good at that you need to perfect. And then when you perfect it or as you're perfecting it, start sharing it, start working on it, start building it. And you'll realize like, I'm not the photographer I was when I first got a point and shoot camera. Right. You know, now that I upgrade to a DSLR with a better lens, it's like, whoa. And and that intimidates excuse me, that intimidated me to upgrade my lens and it's a whole nother ball game shooting with a different lens than a kit lens from like your camera that you just get right off the shelf. So I I love it. I, I think like that's it. a good way to stay up and keep yourself upbeat is to go back to the affirmations and remind yourself of how far you've come. Like you mm-hmm. We talked about this at the beginning of the episode. We was putting our photos through hell. If you go back to that archive, because I archived my pictures, I didn't delete them. Well, when I when we could archive. So when you go mm-hmm. back and look at the the stuff that you were posting before, and you look at it now, it's like dang, crazy. Like even that, with TA. But the crazy <laughs> thing is, uh, how as time has went, our eyes have gotten better. Like it's back yeah. then Those pictures look like They were fire They did But now all of a sudden as You look at it And it's like No this is Pure trash mm-hmm. Like I I would never understand Why so much HDR Was on them pictures Like ugh mm, I will never understand But let's go ahead And take a break And come back With our final thoughts On this topic I have a good one I know what I want To talk about too <laughs> All right And we're back From our break With our final thought Um, Let's get it started so apparently, like your you said this earlier about how to do it, and I remember I'd asked people like, I can't, I haven't felt creative lately, and I'm like trying to figure out a way to like get myself back into this process of like a couple years ago I used to make great shit, great art, great ideas would come, but like now since I've like quit my job and I've been sitting at home trying to figure out what's next for me. I have not felt like uh, creative at all. So I need tips because everybody's giving me their tips about how to get your creativity. (laughs) Then you post it on Twitter. I like put it on Twitter, Facebook. Everybody's like, oh, you should, you know, I get high, you know, I'm sitting in the dark. I meditate. I uh, put on soft music in the back. And I'm like, bro, none of this works for me. So I'm trying to figure out how is it when you don't feel motivated and you don't feel creative, how do you get to that place? Um, That's a really good question because people think that when you're a content creator, influencer, you're always creative. Not the case. I have days where I literally just want to lay and stare at the wall and just be like, forget everything. Um, So on on those days, I do just that. But I don't allow myself to kind of wallow in those bad vibes or energy for longer than a day. Um, What helps me get creative is looking at magazines. I love art. I love nature. I love photography. So that was random. Sorry. Did y'all hear that? (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) My bad. I don't even know what it was. It's a ghost. It's the ghost of creativity in your house. There it is. (laughs) Um, So art, even going to museums now that things are kind of open, um, just like the other day, instead of sitting in front of the computer creating 
uh, campaigns or proposals, it was it was better for me as a creative outlet to shoot content, just to pick up my camera, figure out what I want to shoot, and just go ahead, go with it. Um, you just gotta find out what that one thing is. Maybe two or three things are that helps you. I know you like music because you always have a playlist. You always have a vibe that's going to help you get back into the vibe and the energy. So music that helps you think and flow, writing down ideas, even if you're journaling your thoughts, what's going on in your head that's got you clouded. Once you, once you put it on paper, it gets it out. So then you have that space for the creativity. So anything that's blocking it, you get it out on paper. Even if you write, today is a bad day. This is unreal. Tomorrow, let's hope it's better. That's it. That's still getting that bad thought of what happened today out of your head. Mm-hmm. So it'll allow that room for what, whatever creativity. If you draw, pick up a pencil and a scratch piece of paper and just draw the first thing that comes to mind or the first thing you see when you look up. Okay. If you paint, go get a few Dollar Tree paint brushes, some paint, get a little canvas, go for what you know. That's going to help you kind of get back in that cycle and that system of being creative. And even if you, let's say a sports person, Michael Jordan is like your most influential person, your icon, your, your role model, get one of his books and read it. And you'll see what he's done to get his creative creativity back or get his head back in the game when he felt like, you know, he wasn't doing what he needed to do. Either watching documentaries watching sports, whatever, those things that really get you excited about creating and about, you know, your hobbies or your interests, that's what's going to help you boost it back. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I feel a little creative right now. I have to think about some ideas that I got. Yeah, me too. I'm over here like, yeah, you know what? That actually brings a good idea. That's something that I do, though. Like, if I'm feeling not creative or I don't know which direction to take TA or um, what we can talk about. I'll go out and try to listen to other things that make me feel creative. Like what are people in our industry talking about? What's going Cause it's bad. Like sometimes when I get into that funk, I'll just go down a rabbit hole on social media and then I'll feel worse. Like, Oh, well they're doing this and we haven't done that. Or they're using TikTok and we haven't been using TikTok, but Instead, it's more helpful for me to just listen and listen to something positive, um, listen to somebody who had a great idea or somebody who is successful and kind of pick out what I can from what they have to say. Fire. But um, yeah. So speaking of your playlist and feeling inspired, I think uh, Baby Maker has helped me get through homework sessions. Uh, sometimes when I when I sit at home and I paint or I draw a picture, <laughs> I listen to the Baby Maker playlist at work. Sometimes I like to hear songs I don't know the words to. So let's jump into it. You're now tuned in to WMEZ. Uh, This week is an artist by the name of Elijah Booth. This song is called All My Loving here on WMEZ. Textually active. Gave you what I had to give. Said you wouldn't lose it. Yeah, you lost the feeling. Me, you never change. Listen to my mama, liars never change. You stay the same. How you gonna do me like that? Why you gotta act like that? Fucked around, I took it all back. Yeah. 
Elijah Booth, B O O T H E, Elijah Booth. That was called All My Loving. If you enjoyed that song and you want to create to it, vibe out to it, be sure to go to uh, all your favorite uh, DSPs, uh, Spotify, Title, and Apple Music. Type Intentionally Active Podcast, and the Baby Maker playlist will pop up. And you too can get your creativeness or thing back with. W-M-E-Z. <laughs> All right. So um, we made it to our last piece of the day. Uh, pull your memes out. Share something that you've seen on social media this last week that made you chuckle a little bit. Or something that you felt like you related to, like hurt. I felt that. Felt that. Um, Meezy, you want to go first? I got you. Uh, I saw this. I saw this today and it, it felt right on brand. From the year that brought you six months of April, welcome to Tuesday Part Three. Because cause it feels like the longest, like the longest week ever. And it's, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. It really, it really do. It, it gets weird. It's get. It gets weird. Um, imagine this is for people who are looking forward to Thanksgiving and everything. Thursday about to be wild. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense. Erica, do you have your meme ready? Do you have a meme? Yeah. Okay, you go first, and then I'll share mine. It's just a little quote. Is that okay? That's perfect. Cool. So the meme I have is just a little quote, and it says, stay in it, the work is working. Mm -hmm. That's it. Point blank, period. That's true. The work is working. I mean... You don't know when you in it, when you really working on it. But when you take a look back, it, it's the one time. It's the one time. It feel like my my other favorite quote: "Them things thangin'. Them things thangin'. That math is math, and girl, I love it. I um, my meme is for everybody who's going out tomorrow night for the biggest holiday, or what used to be the biggest holiday or party night. <sighs> Thanksgiving is coming, but everybody knows that Wednesday before, when you hit the streets because you're off on Thursday and all your family is in town and you guys are trying to show each other around the bar. Have you done that before? No. You guys never go. Do you go out the night before Thanksgiving, Erica? No. Erica, have you done that? No. Damn, so it's just me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My family lives in our city. <laughs> Wednesday night used to be the night to to do your thing pro covid uh pre covid but imagine how out of hand things would get if we didn't get hungover like if i could go out that wednesday cut up so bad and not have a hangover on thanksgiving life would be great <laughs> life would be great but what's thanksgiving without a hangover or a drunk uncle can't relate drunk auntie i i remember those days of pulling up with the liquor at thanksgiving I love it. I can't wait. I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna eat my food. I'm still gonna have a good time, and I encourage you guys to do the same. But do it safely. Wear your mask. Um, that's all I have. I know everybody traveling today. Be safe. Be you safe. That's what y'all doing. Hopefully, uh, we were able to share some gems with you. Thank you so much, Erica, for coming on the podcast. <laughs> can you let the people know where they can find you? Yes, you're welcome. Um, you can find me at America B. Salmi. That's America with a K. And then my website is www.americabsalmi.com. 
and I'm American Beast Family on all platforms. Fire. Okay. And do you, are you offering any services to the public currently? Can you fix my Instagram for me and make it look like <laughs> aesthetically amazing? Can I fix your Instagram? Woo. Um, I can assist <laughs> you with that. Oh, right. <laughs> I do offer uh, the services that I offer fashion styling, photography, social media marketing, um, web design. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> yes. And you're located <laughs> so in I, Florida, right? You said what? You're located in, in, in Florida. That, we do got yes. a big Florida fan base, too. Yeah. In Florida. Shout out to Florida. The good parts. Are you from SoFlo or the other part? I'm from Miami, born and raised. Yes. SoFlo, SoFlo in the house. We're not, we're I don't not, think they call it SoFlo. Not, she didn't go up when I said SoFlo. We're not <laughs> she did not because even Miami, move. Miami is its own state. Like, we don't even claim, and I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but like, people are like, oh, you from Miami? They don't even say Florida. They just like, oh, you from Miami? They so, do. Fort Lauderdale doesn't even count, but mm. yeah, it's still Sorry a city. It's just. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Um, as always, if you like what you hear, make sure you share it with your friends. Share it on Instagram. We are here at each and every Tuesday. Each and every Tuesday, we drop a new episode. Um, so make sure you guys come back. Make sure you follow America B Styles Me. Um, she can hook it up. She can hook it up. Shout out to uh, shout out to us. You know, you follow us everywhere. Textually active pod, textually act pod. We on all your favorite socials. Be sure to go to the textuallyactive dot com for more information, and you can go cop some of that merch. Get some of the merch, y'all. And we on YouTube. Watch our videos because this one looked pretty good. I'm look. I'm looking at the the replay. It's fire. I'm gonna have a new hairstyle next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.